Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Tuesday morning, Nick Dawn, Greg, Daniel, and Anthony. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us on YouTube. Give us your criticisms, your complaints, your critiques, your comments. Start your own show in the chat. We don't care. Just get in there and hit all the buttons. Stalker wants you hitting buttons. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Hit buttons. Hit buttons. We push buttons. Yeah, those uh, those YouTube chatters, they seem to really uh, take... It takes on a life of its own. They do. You know? They take pride in the community. Yeah, they do. A lot of good stuff coming up here in hour but, number two. But when they when a newbie comes in, they they welcome them with open arms. Oh, good. They don't it's, haze them? Yeah, it's no, it's really nice. They just haze us. us. And when I mean us, I I mean basically you and you and I. Yeah, pretty much. Dawn Dawn somehow gets unscathed. That's correct. Well they don't want to take the wrath of the mama bear of the show. They know if Dawn gets worked up, they're toast. Yeah. Exactly. As they should be. They should be scared. Be very afraid. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Hit the subscribe button if you're watching right now. Please hit the like button. All right. Cut sheet coming up at 745. Also, Elon Musk is kind of altering Twitter slash X yet again. Donovan McNabb is going to be working for a conservative sports outlet. Not sure that McNabb knows that, but we'll get to that story. we got some writer strike drama with some talent reversing course. And I want to get to this Kensington drug story as well. But before we get to all of that, let's get the news round two on a Tuesday morning at 7.03. And for that, we give you the great Dawn Stenzel. And good morning this Tuesday morning, September 19th. We're at just 62 degrees this morning. I'll tell you when we heat up a little bit. Sponsored by United Tire this morning. So District Attorney Larry Krasner fighting to put a Philadelphia police officer behind bars while awaiting awaiting trial. This is Philadelphia officer Mark Dial. As you know, we had told you that he had turned himself into police, uh, South Detectives Division, uh, more than a week ago. And this was after D.A. Krasner charged him with first-degree murder. That's the charge facing this officer after he was seen on his body camera video fatally shooting 27-year-old Eddie Irizarry last month. So the officer now charged with first-degree murder, and this is a first, aggravated assault as well as other offenses. And so now Krasner says they never let somebody charged with first-degree murder out on bail. They want to revoke that bail. So the FOP standing by and representing the officer and the officer's attorneys have said this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. This officer certainly did not intend to murder anybody. Nor is he a flight risk or anything else like that. Exactly. It's amazing how this guy doesn't get bail, despite what his actions might be. But yet, if you're not an officer and you fit a certain description, everybody doesn't have to post bail. We're in a bail. It's a it's a bizarre bail world that we live in these days, Don. <laughs> well, Dial facing five charges, including first-degree murder, voluntary manslaughter, aggravated assault, recklessly endangering another person, and official oppression. I've never heard of that. Official exact- oppression. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait till the mainstream media gets wind of that term. I've, I've not heard of that charge. I know. That's one of the charges. That'll be in their talking points moving forward for the left. Of <sighs> official oppression. Official oppression. Yeah. Uh, we've been updating you on the condition of a Bucks County, a Morrisville police officer hospitalized, still hospitalized in stable but serious condition following that multi-vehicle crash Happened last night, Route 1 southbound near Route 13 in Bucks County in the suburbs of Pennsylvania. So the officer helping a driver at the side of the road in a disabled vehicle. 
And that's when the corporal was struck by another vehicle driven by a driver who um, was driving with outstanding DUI warrants. A DUI suspended driver's license should never have been on the road. So we're trying to get some new details on this one. But the officer, the driver, not identified at this point. We only know that the officer, in fact, is in stable condition, but with some serious head and neck injuries. Well, I'll tell you what, if in fact the toxicology reports come back, and I'm assuming they took them, and it shows that he was under the influence of alcohol, giving his priors already, I mean, throw the book at that guy. I mean, that guy's not, <laughs> that guy's a menace to people's public health and safety, much less when it's an officer. It's always a different feel yeah. to it when it becomes an officer. Well, it, it, they can just claim uh, uh, mental health or racism or reasons why he drinks. Yes. And, uh, he'll tough be, childhood. Yes. Tough childhood, and yep. he'll be freed. Yep. And, you know. Won't be charged with murder. Yeah. Right. It's just <laughs> terrible. And, man, I, you know, there was a lot of sounding off, a lot of passion, a lot of anger from residents that we heard for the for the first time as these residents gathered. This is Chester County residents speaking to officials and getting to confront them face to face in last night's meeting after of course the prison escapee convicted killer armed and dangerous on the loose consuming not just that community in chester county but as well this made international news Mm -hmm. and led to that 14-day manhunt a very costly manhunt costing taxpayers an estimated three million dollars plus So the town hall was an opportunity, they said, for people who live near the Chester County Prison to get some answers and demand changes. So we are hearing from the new warden that they will have upgrades, which I'm, I I don't know how you feel about it. Should they have already put it, put these upgrades into place when they saw this guy escape and another guy in May? But in essence, they are getting some uh, razor wire and drones and that sort of thing. The community did not seem satisfied with the answers, Mm -hmm. saying that they don't like the fact that very dangerous criminals would be housed right there by playground schools in a community. Yeah, especially if they are like sex offenders or pedophiles in areas with schools and children in a community, for sure. The update I'm wondering and hoping to get an answer for, and two, is... um, did Josh Shapiro, the governor, come through on his hooded sweatshirt delivery update? Remember, he uh, he told the guy who Cavalcante broke into the house and stole that Eagles hoodie that he was going to get him a Kelly Green one. Has the governor come through with his promise? I haven't heard any hooded sweatshirt updates. We need the update. I know. Hey, look, if, if that guy, if that kid or that guy doesn't get the Eagles hoodie update sweatshirt, I think we send that guy a Kale & Company sweatshirt as well. Just saying. That's Throwing it out one. there. There you go. Just to update you on a story that we had talked a lot about, and that was the, the deadly, the, the deadly and powerful natural gas explosion that leveled uh, a building in West Reading, killing seven people and injuring so many others in that chocolate factory. So now federal safety investigators have issued a subpoena to the Pennsylvania public utility regulator for documents related to that fatal explosion at the chocolate factory. And this is a long legal dispute that is now escalating. And the claim by the feds is that the PUC here in Pennsylvania is refusing to provide unredacted inspection and investigation reports. Some, something to hide, huh? Yeah. And this is an old, I mean, this happened, good. was this in the fall of last year or the winter? That This is an old story, but I remember us talking about it. 
So, yeah, it was March. March. From Mar- late March. Okay, yeah. At the R.M. Palmer Company yep. plant there in West Reading. Remember, it was a, just a horrible story. Mm-hmm. But now the PUC um, being accused of hiding this information. And when they, they were asked, the feds, saying they wanted the documentation and all of their background, uh, they've heavily redacted them to the point that they cannot discern the information as they continue to investigate. So, we'll, you know, obviously we've been following this for you from day one, but many in the community, once again, having so many questions and and feeling like they're being ignored. So the Fed's now stepping in on that one. And we've been giving the update and so many prayers for beloved Charlie Manuel, of course, the the legendary Philadelphia Phillies uh, former manager who's hospitalized after that stroke. And big improvements being reported, his family by his side, and just expressing so much appreciation from all of you, from all of your prayers. But he's out of ICU, doing better, and trying to communicate back and forth. They removed a blood clot, so they have done some surgeries here, and looks like he's on the mend, so thank God yeah. for that He'll one. be 80 in January. Aww. He's uh, He was born January 4th, one day after me. <laughs> Billy Skipper. All these Capricorns. Bill Chuck from West Virginia. <laughs> So we are sponsored this morning by United Tire. We love our Philly sports teams just as much as they love us cheering them on. Same goes for the great team over at United Tire. So the owners making customer satisfaction their big priority, working with you to get you back on the road faster. So when it comes to car service, trust United Tire. NBC 10 first alert forecast. Oh, you're going to love this one. We have a sunny stretch. Enjoy it now. Because rain is headed our way for Friday and for the weekend. And unfortunately, that coincides when the Phils come home after this, uh, after hopefully they sweep the Braves in Atlanta. But enjoy the sunshine now. The sunny stretch continues today for your Tuesday. We're looking at 75 degrees and the sunny stretch today, Wednesday, Thursday. Then we take a turn. And the clouds and rain move in for Friday and the weekend. This is Kale and Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. Seven Eleven Tuesday morning here on Kale and Company. Uh, gonna stay local here with this story as the Daily Wire has posted this and it's definitely worth having a conversation on just because it just highlights the idiocy in this city and just having the idea that you would even allow this to go on and finally Drug-infested Philadelphia, the headline says, passes bill to ban supervised drug sites. Supervised drug consumption sites allow people to bring their own drugs. It's kind of like packing your own lunch for school. Sure. Instead of going to school and buying the chicken patty with the fries Mm -hmm. from the lady with the hairnet, you pack your own lunch, right? Absolutely. So Philadelphia passed a bill last week banning supervised drug consumption sites across most of the city in the latest attempt by a Democrat-run city to curb rampant drug use in public. Shame on you for even... Let me think about that. We're going to allow it in certain areas. It's like we're going to allow crime right here. If you if you want to rob somebody, here, this is the store you can rob, and we will allow you to do so. The Philadelphia City Council approved the ban uh, just this past Thursday, five days ago, in a 13-to-1 vote. We'd love to know the one who voted the other way during a heated meeting where dozens of people on both sides of the issue showed up to cheer and heckle speakers the bill now heads to mayor jim kenny a democrat as we know who supports supervised drug consumption sites and may refuse to sign it however city council passed the bill with enough of a majority to override a veto should the mayor try to issue one 
The legislation would update zoning codes to ban supervised drug consumption sites in nine of the city's 10 districts, including in the Kensington neighborhood, where, as you've seen, if you've ever seen Officer Mark Fusetti tweeting out videos as he drives through there from time to time, you have all the homeless people lined up that are dealing and shooting up drugs lined up literally on the street like this is a third world apocalypse going on. Uh, the bill, which was drafted by council member Quetzi Lozada, who represents the Kensington area, home to one of the country's largest open-air drug markets. She said most of the people opposing the bill do not live in the neighborhoods struggling the most with the drug addiction. So once again, it's kind of like, not on my doorstep, not my problem, so I'll just oppose it. You know, it's the same thing with the migrant crisis. It, you know, it's, it's not an issue, or you're against A, B, C, or X, Y, Z, and then all of a sudden you open up your door and you're like, whoa! There are 2,200 people from another country here. We can't have that. We can't be a sanctuary city. We can't be an open drug site city. Uh, she goes on to say, quote, I will not apologize for making the voice of the people who live in my community a priority. I would like those of you who don't live in the Kensington community to be respectful of those individuals who are trying to raise their families there and who experience this and are impacted by what they go through every day. Uh, some numbers as late as 2021, uh, 1,276 people, so just under 1,300 people fatally overdosing on those streets in the open-air drug market of Kensington. So um, we know the Trank is the, the, the choice drug these days in that area, but it just highlights to me, guys, that what kind of world, like, think about what the Democrats advocate for, open borders. Um, no bail, letting people off the hook lightly in police reform. And then with this topic spe- specifically, you know, we can't clean it up or we don't want to clean it up. So we're just going to permit it in an isolated area. Remember, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, we were discussing one topic and I mentioned one politician. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the individual's name. Um, and it was something to the effect of, what what's going on with this country with Ukraine and the guy's tweet that I read on the air, it's somebody that was in politics in Philadelphia said, if we just spent one hour and 1% of all of that in Kensington, you could literally clean it up in like one day yet. You don't yet. You permit this. And now finally like Dawn sanity prevails and they say, you know what? After further review, I think it's time we actually ban supervised drug sites which is just a remarkable story that we had to get to this point to have a 13 to one vote. And there's still that one person out there. I don't know if they reveal names on who votes and how they vote with the Philadelphia city council, but I would love to have that one person or maybe, you know, Dom's always talking about local crime issues. Dawn, you are love to get that one person on and have them explain their rationale as to why this should continue to keep happening and be an ongoing thing. Yeah. And, and more than anything, I think that the council members saw it, this is not popular anywhere in the community. How could it be? <laughs> like, like, we're allowing illegal activity, people dying. It's not like people are just smoking weed, right? You're, I mean, we've seen the pictures. The Daily Mail will do this like once a month where they highlight Kensington and they show the updated videos and the pictures. I mean, you've seen the graphic images of people that take Trank. They're losing body parts and flesh. Yeah. It's like we're yeah. not talking about a bunch of potheads. Yeah, no, this is this is a way different thing. And it's always funny too, you know, you say that one person who voted for this or whatever. It, it, 
<clears throat> it's always an interesting thing because it's the, you know, it's the NIMBY, not my backyard thing. People are always in favor of this. The do-gooders are yep. so, oh, oh, yes, you know, they're addicts and they need, they need, uh, you know, if we don't want them overdosing on the street, at least, mm-hmm. at least, you know, somebody will be watching them. So in case something happens to them, but then you ask them if you want it next to them. Like, Hell no, we don't. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> uh-huh. it, you know, it, it's always these uh, these these liberal people that yeah. live on the main line that have giant gates and, uh, you know, live in all white communities or mostly white communities that are like, yes, yes, we need to, yeah, yes, we need to help these people. We yep. need to make sure that they're, they're supervised when they, but they don't have to live, they don't have to deal with it every day. That's and to Dawn's point, yeah, the people in Kensington and these areas, they don't want this in yeah. their neighborhood. Right. But when Republicans initiate this and and get the ball rolling and point out how bad it is, well, that's because you're a racist. Or you, you, you have white privilege. You don't understand it. It's like, no, drugs are illegal. Well, and and to to look at this vote last week, it's it's significant to point out that it was at large council member Kendra Brooks who's of that progressive working families party. Mm. So this party is threatening republicans from having any voice oh yeah i mean seven to one votership isn't that the one that fetterman just endorsed and shapiro yeah and it's the it's the group Kendra that brooks sam oropesa was fighting against yeah. when yes. he was running for council so so you know this is with sam like you're saying with with sam mm-hmm. with who but governor shapiro and and others endorsing this individual but council member kendra brooks saying this offers no hope for countless people who are praying for their loved ones to live long enough to make it to recovery. So it's the progressive working families party candidate mm. who is who's the one who, okay. who votes for something that isn't has zero support yeah. in Philadelphia. Well, Kendra, you, you want to come on and defend yourself? We can have a conversation. 855-839-1210, the number. So television programs are coming back, fall TV. But apparently nobody seems to miss it. But we do have an update on the writer strike, both in comedy as well as talk shows. We'll give you that update when we continue. It's Kale and Company live on a Tuesday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. A little update for you here. As we've got a lot of people in the um, television world, fall TV lineups and things like that, as everybody's back to school, most people back to work, the whole bit, and we've got a lot of people doing a 180 and reversing course. Um, I know we've talked a lot about you know the writer strike on this show, and kind of we've had other you know discussions and topics around the you know surrounding the death of late night television, and we talked about the story with Jimmy Fallon and the tough workplace that he apparently creates with his coworkers. Well, Bill Maher and Drew Barrymore apparently are pivoting and doing a 180. Let me start with Bill Maher, who uh, is doing a 180, announcing yesterday that he will not, in fact, return to work. On his HBO show, Real Time with Bill Maher, while the writer's strike is ongoing, he originally said that the show would go on, and we talked about this last week, without writers, because he was, quote, not prepared to lose an entire year and see so many below-the-line people suffer so much. But on Monday, he reversed course, saying, quote, My decision to return to work was made when it seemed nothing was happening, and there was no end in sight to this strike. Now that both sides have agreed to go back to the, the negotiating table, I'm going to delay the return of real time for now and hope they can finally get this done um greg you're a member of sag after right yes i am what, what this I is do, dawn is as well and dawn you are as well yeah. so 
when he pivots back like this and changes his mind, I, there was two things that came to mind for me. Is is one, And one of them was, well, maybe I don't want to do the work myself. I don't want to have to do the extra no. writing. No. No, Nothing not like that. that. Okay. No. Nothing. Is it possible that he doesn't want to see the quality of the product nope. be subpar? Nope. So then it's the ruffling of the feathers of the writers. Yes. Yes. So, so why are so all much, these people like now just realizing that there was so much pushback? Everybody was calling him a scab, and like he got such bad publicity. And usually, I you know the reason I love Bill Maher is because he usually doesn't care yes. about that. Yeah, um, I think that the the pushback was so great on this that he was just like, you know what, I'm done with this because it's not a coincidence that both him and Drew Barrymore did the same thing. Okay, Drew, Drew Barrymore is is you know thin skinned, and if somebody. Yeah, says something mean to her. She's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, yes, I, yeah, I won't do it." She's snuffling. Bill Maher is not like that, so I think that the uh, the criticism was just so great that they were just like, "You know what? I don't need this. Screw it." So, if you're a writer, do you say thank you, Bill? Does this feel like a loyalty play? No, he he loses either way because he's already deemed a scab because of okay. saying, "You know, I'm coming back no matter what." Because I'm a little surprised, to your point, like you mentioned, that he would care about other feelings or whatever, because Bill Maher, despite what you might think of him politically, for the most part, hates cancel culture, he hates wokeness, he values free speech, and I would also think at this point in his life and his career, and I'm just guessing, I think Bill's in his probably early to mid-60s, if I had to take a guess, and he's got plenty of money, so I, I would just assume that he's at the point of you know his career where he's got bleep you money, and at times he's got a bleep you attitude, so it seems a little un Bill Maher brand like to kind of do this pivot, which is why I was a little surprised. I think he okay. Drew Barrymore really, you know, she said, "I'm so sorry," and I, you know, she's all upset and she didn't mean to offend anybody. Yeah, he actually the statement he released, I think, made a lot of sense. He said at first it seemed like there was no end in sight to this thing, but now they've. Both sides have agreed to go back, mm-hmm. and they're in the tail end of this, and they're actually returning back to the bargaining table. Yeah. So he's delaying it and hoping that both sides get it together. Yep. So his, I think his statement was a logical one. Mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore was re- like what Greg said, or, yeah. and you said thin, thin-skinned, and, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that I, I never meant to it. You can almost hear that in her her speech here. She says, I'm making the decision to pause the show's premiere until the strike is over. I have no words to express my deepest apologies. Like she acts like she killed somebody. Like uh, my deepest apologies to anybody that I have hurt. And of course, to our incredible team who works on the show and made it what it is today. We tried really hard to find our way forward. And I truly hope for a resolution for the entire industry very soon. She was probably crying as she typed that out. Yeah. So that's Drew Barrymore. For I've you. always been a fan of hers. I, it's just, yeah, she was great in ET. I know she's she she's great cute, ET. <laughs> ET, she's cute. She's a, you know she still looks like she cutie. still looks like the girl from ET. I know oh, she's so she annoying. never aged. She's so annoying. She's so affected by everything. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, it to Greg's point, I mean, yeah. come on, you're a businesswoman. You have this show, and now you're going to lose this show yeah. ultimately because you know what? There are some really great talk shows out there where the people actually have a work ethic that they that i've heard that's a parent on kale and company great show with work ethic see i know it's possible <laughs> and why can't they just say hey we're not going to have any good writing we'll just do interviews well i mean we'll bill, bill maher bill maher did say that he says we're not going to have a monologue or mm-hmm. yeah. any scripted pieces or new rules it's just going to be the panel discussion yeah uh where we just talk about issues it, it 
I didn't. I didn't think there was anything wrong with what Bill Maher was going to do. It was. It's not just the writers, by the way. Like, right. like there are cameramen. There are people that that depend on that job, that real time job, mm-hmm. for yeah. a salary that yeah. aren't affected by the, or that are being affected by this writer strike that aren't on strike. Yep. They need to work too. Yeah. Like, I agree. Give, this is just come on, man. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Drew Barrymore or Bill Maher, for example, you could have a little cl- countdown clock. Writers strike day so and so. Every day you could mention, yeah. due to the writer's strike, we're not doing <laughs> yeah. this, that, and the other thing. Put up a graphic like CNN did during COVID. Yeah, but Bubba, these are important times. We want to talk about the issues. Bubba45 on the YouTube chat says, there's no such thing as a Drew Barrymore fan. I would agree with Bubba on that. It is remarkable that she's still on. <laughs> yeah. Audience yes. of one. Yeah. yeah. 855-839-1210, the number cut sheet coming up at 745. If you are a tweeter or an exer to the show and you don't have a little blue check mark, that means you use it for free, right? Uh-oh. Social media for free. Elon Musk says no mas. We'll get to that. And Donovan McNabb in the news as well. Kale and company as we continue. But first, let me tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. You know, I've been doing business with Piazza since really February when I sampled a variety of their premium SUVs and trucks. And then I came across the 2023 Honda Original, and I said, That's it right there. The black edition, fully loaded. Got to have it. And they made it happen for me. Piazza Honda of Springfield. But if you're not in the Springfield area, Philadelphia, Langhorne, Pottstown, or Reading, you can get there as well to take advantage of 0.9% APR financing. And look, if you're not in the market for a truck, I get it. Not everybody's a truck person. You want to go with an economical car? The Honda Civic. I mean, with gas prices today... You're not going to top the Honda Civic, the Accord, the CRV, the Pilot is their gorgeous six-cylinder SUV, and so many more. The Piazza Auto Group, 17 brands, 35 locations. So Honda, Nissan, Mercedes, Volkswagen, Maserati, on down the list, and 35 locations. Don't tell me you can't get there. It's my go-to for all things automotive. To find your new or certified pre-owned vehicle today, do what a lot of people are doing today. I'm just going to go on there and check out some of the inventory right now during the commercial before we get to the cut sheet. Check them out. PiazzaAutoGroup.com. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Happy Tuesday to all of you out there as the sun begins to rise. Looks like it'll be a beautiful day today. 855-839-1210. What's on the cut sheet coming up at 745 this morning? Don't forget, 9.50 this morning, your chance for another opportunity to win a free trip to Walt Disney World. We will give you the keyword at 9.50, and then you take that to the website, 1210WPHT.com. Enter it for your chance to win. And also, uh, stop by the merch store, the 1210 merch store. Valdez and Dorenzo are in there right now. They've got their little portable registers open. They're ready to take business transactions, and you guys can get Kale and Company Apparel, Dom Times, Zioli Show, Dawn Show stuff coming up soon as well. Hoodies, T-shirts, coffee mugs, all sorts of stuff. Might need to do Kale and Company pens, by the way. I had that thought yesterday. Everybody loves a good pen, right? I've been known to be a pen bandit in the past. All right, just happy, just be happy you got a <laughs> shirt, for God's sake. Yeah, I actually, I am. Okay. I've been at many stations in the past where they've had all these grand ideas and it never never comes to fruition. Yeah. So kudos to you for uh, having the vision and getting it done execution-wise. What about Frisbees? Frisbees? <laughs> well, a little Kale and Company mess. Frisbee for Buddy I'm Boy? I'm with you. Here you go, Buddy oh, Boy. Oh, free speech, dog. Oh. Yeah. Buddy believes in free speech, right? He barks all the time, I've heard. That's right. Darn right. All right only um, when it's important. Only when it's important. He's not a yipper. He's not a yipper. Yeah. All right. He keeps it short and sweet. Yeah. I like that. It's my kind of guy. <laughs> 
855-839-1210. So um, Twitter has been an interesting place. Um, I don't really believe that it's changed much at all since Elon Musk uh, acquired it. Remember, Elon Musk paid $44 billion to restore free speech on Twitter. He lost $22 billion. Elon Musk is not in the business usually of failure, of losing money, and how do you stay a billionaire? By not losing billions of dollars. So months ago, Elon Musk decided to say, you know what? No more free blue check marks for you know the government or media and journalists or celebrities, but you would have to pay for the blue check. I think it's $11 a month, and I notice it um, in my Apple um, iTunes store update every month. I get an email saying I was charged $11 for it. But now it looks like everybody is going to have to pay to be on Twitter, which might actually lead to people leaving it in droves, which would make Greg Stocker happy because Greg has been known to say something like this. Not everything needs to be on Twitter. Well, and not everything might be on Twitter anymore because it's going to actually cost every single user a small monthly fee. Uh, Elon Musk, the CEO of Twitter and X, is floating the idea that he's had before, but never mentioned publicly. And that is by, and this is all about getting rid of bots uh, to charge people to use the social media site, which is weird because every now and then I'll get a couple of followers or a like to a post or a retweet, and I'll click on it and I'll see it. And it's absolutely a bot. It's nobody local. It's nobody that's a conservative. It's nobody that's a sports fan around the country or in any city I've worked in. But it always, honestly, it and the, the graphic, the, the picture of the Twitter profile, it's always like a young Asian female. So like I know it's a bot and it's spam and it's garbage. So Elon is trying to get rid of that. But the existing version, and here's one of their bigger problems, only had a little more than 100,000 active subscribers so you think and we said this in the big take this morning tiktok is the fifth most used app in the in the in the, in the world twitter is number 10 and i don't know how many total subscribers are on twitter but there's only a hundred thousand people that are actually paying the eleven dollars per month so even if it's cheaper six dollars a month four dollars a month whatever it might be if you make this mandatory to use that app I think Twitter could be on its last legs here. People aren't going to pay it. Yeah, can we stop with the subscription for everything? Literally everything you, you need to subscribe to. There was an article I was reading the other day about how it's impossible to find sports these days because this is on Amazon Prime and this is on uh, Apple TV and you have to go to YouTube TV to have, you know, to get the NFL games. And it's, it, and all of which costs money. Mm-hmm. Everything we do now is, is, subscription-based. But, if, That's you're, why, but that, if you're a capitalist, I mean, can you complain? Yeah, I guess, I, guess you, I guess you're right, but it defeats the purpose, in my mind, of Elon Musk buying Twitter. He, he bought Twitter, in my mind, mm-hmm. not, not to make a profit from it, but to reclaim the throne of the free speech bullhorn. Yeah. You know, the town square or whatever. Correct. And if you're, if you're charging a subscription fee, that defeats that purpose. You've got to pay to voice your opinion now. Is what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, I, I, he's I just, claiming it under. Like, I want to get rid of the bots. I think the bots are always going to be there. To be honest, of course, for whatever I know, of course. Um, but you know, you talk about subscriptions. I mean, this is and and look, yes, I get most of my news from Twitter. Ugh. But like I've tried to argue, just it's just it's just the the tweet that has the link that takes me to the direct source. 
So instead of me going to the New York Post's website, I see the New York Post tweet out a story that links it, and I click on it. It's all about convenience and accessibility for me. But we've seen this with the newspaper industry. Nobody goes and picks up a Philadelphia Inquirer or Daily News for a dollar twenty-five or three dollars when they're at their Wawa. Very rarely, probably the old school generation, myself included. I actually this past weekend on Sunday, I went when I got to Wawa I had to get gas. I picked up three hard copies of newspapers. I, I love physically holding a newspaper, which is why I have Valdez print my stories, because I don't want to read them off my phone. Did you uh, did you read the papers, or did you just look at them and be like, ah, I, I love... Fun. No, I read them while I drank my coffee. I read them on the toilet. It was great. <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a comfort. There's thing. an image. Yeah. yeah. But like nowadays, you I get emails all the time. Um, sign up for the San Francisco Chronicle. 50 cents a week for the digital yeah. subscription. Just to get one article. Just to get one article. Yeah, I know. And it's usually from a show prep standpoint where it's behind a paywall. Yeah. But I think the subscription model, you're, to your point, it's becoming a pain in the butt, but it's it's how these companies try to make a little bit of money on top of whatever ad revenue they generate. I understand why newspapers are doing it. Um, they're doing it to survive. And I guess I'm making my... I'm, I'm I'm making the opposite point of what I wanted to make, but uh, Twitter seems to me to be something different mm-hmm. than that. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's not. You know what I mean? Like, like if it wants to stay alive, does it need to go subscription based? Maybe. But I just feel it's a good like thing we never charge for our content. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like what we do here, mm-hmm. you can download the Odyssey app for free. Yep. You can download you can download YouTube for free, or you can go to twelve ten WPHT, and we're we're there. Like we give you free content every day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in a world where we are inundated with subscribe to this, you know, subscribe to my newsletter, mm-hmm. subscribe to that. Yeah, I, I just you know I feel like it's it's it, people are charging you. And when I look when I'm shilling for stuff, um, yeah, we have we have merch, but I'm not saying you know if you want to watch the YouTube channel, you have to buy yeah. merch. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying it because it's you know it's a way to help out what we mm-hmm. do here every. Could day. you imagine if we actually had the nerve or the audacity to charge people a dollar ninety nine a month for the Odyssey app or to watch us on YouTube? Yeah, if you want to stream and watch us, that's cool. We hope you go there. YouTube.com slash at twelve ten WPHT. Oh, by the way, it's two ninety nine a month. Please enter your debit card here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Howard Stern took that that approach. He decided yeah, that he didn't, he didn't want to be free anymore, so he was like, no, you have to pay whatever SiriusXM uh, subscribers have to pay these days yeah. to listen to me. Which I think is nothing nowadays. They just give it away with every free vehicle because nobody listens to it. <laughs> Remember 15 years ago? Uh, uh, terrestrial radio's in oh, trouble. Oh, yeah. I've Get ready. That. The king of all media has gone to satellite. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. How did that work out? There you go. All right. So uh, we will get to the McNabb story after the cut sheet because it's 745 right on the dot. And it's time for What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the Cut Sheet on Tuesday is brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, where Costco members save even more. Purchase a certified 2020, 2021, or 2022 XC40, XC60, or XC90 and receive an additional $1,500 off. Visit Cherry Hill Volvo today. Check them out over 70 in Cherry Hill, Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Yes, we don't charge you here. When I say subscribe to the YouTube channel, it's free. Don always points that out because I'm lax in saying it. It's free. When I tell you to like the page, it's free. It's free. When Just I tell take you to your time. Don't download the Odyssey app, it's free. <laughs> but 
to help us out here, you can patronize our wonderful sponsors. That is imperative to keep free speech alive. We're not going to charge you a subscription fee. I promise you that. <laughs> promise you that. Um, let's start with... So we, we posted uh, uh, yesterday on Twitter, Nick, the video of us talking about Lauren Boebert yesterday. Yeah, the Bobes. Got a lot of backlash. People are... I can't believe you're talking about a GOP. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the Republicans love to eat their own. Yeah, I and saw that. It's a new story. Yeah, it is. It is, and I had to go off on somebody yesterday on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Once every, it's a, it's, a, it's my quarterly obligation. Once every three months, because honest to God, I don't get a lot of pushback. I don't get a lot of trolls or haters. Most people love what we do and agree with what we I, I tweet about. But just every now and then, you just got some uh, you know cranky, curmudgeon, uh, get off my lawn guy. Who's and by the way, when we post these videos, they're two minutes, three minutes, six minutes long on Twitter. Um, that's not the entirety of the conversation. It's not. So listen to the full show live. Listen yes. to the full show on demand. Yep. Or watch it and get it's, the full context of what we're talking about. It's just to give you a little taste of the show. Yes. It's a little promotion. Yes. For, a little uh, tease to drive you to you know the yeah. full stuff. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the bobes because it got such uh, intense. Bobes. The yes. bobes, right? Bobes. Yeah. Keep your hand off my bobes. <laughs> Uh, it got such intense. Can I just say yeah. something? Absolutely, yeah, of course. This story, the reason this has nothing to do with conservatives. It just so happens that conservative women, for whatever, like Are look hot. at these, they're hot, and and that's so. If you're insulted by this, just understand, Greg and Nick and all the men on Fox, they uh, got filled last night. They would not be talking about this if they were liberal women, right? Because of the way. I mean, they. Well, if like, it was if you if like it was, looking at the bobes, if it was AOC, just, if it was AOC being felt up in a movie theater, I think it, we'd be. Talking I think about we would it talk more. about it, okay, but the but na- the narrative would be completely. There's different. a little obsession going on. Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, yeah. And by the way, for all the people, <laughs> she's she's a true blood conservative, and you guys are attacking her. There's an article in Politico that says she's ditching the MAGA, the MAGA thing because it's not playing well in Colorado. Colorado. So she, so she's a phony like the rest of them. So yeah. stop it, stop it with this. I don't you believe that put, she's going to ditch the MAGA thing put, just because Politico reports it. Okay, but putting putting these uh, okay, but putting these uh, politicians up on any store, sort of pedestal is you're going to get burned trust me I agree you're going with you on that. they're all scumbags they're all yes. liars that's why i don't idolize and worship oh, any god of you put the well this person is a true okay, okay i'm just gonna say this she's going through a really tough divorce yes, she did come out and apologize i feel she, for the man she dumped some people i don't some people she shouldn't have been dating that guy anyway well yeah <laughs> some people you know have people around them who say hey if you're going through a divorce don't go on twitter yeah you know, right. just stay stay cool. Don't go out in public. All right, Nick can take notes as we speak. <laughs> Will he listen? Some people have, you know, a, a big daddy or brand manager, whatever you want to call him, who, t- who watches out for you, Nick, right, when you're going through tough times. Nick, she's talking to you, my friend. <laughs> hey, hey Bob. You're my audience one, baby. Bob's, my DMs are open. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, see, that's what it is. Like, you know, Lauren Boebert may have more in common with some people here than, than we know. Yeah. She's going through a tough... This is tough. Right. She's going I'm, through a tough time. I'm, I'm telling you what, though. I do feel bad for the guy. Forget that he's a Democrat and he's older than her or whatever. It's the his man, loss. He got kicked to the curb. That's right. He did nothing wrong. He was well, the... He's a... 
Uh, he's a victim. She's uh, she's she's so upset uh, that her hand slipped and landed in his lap. I mean, it happens. You it know happens. what I mean? She's so distraught yep. that sometimes you have to just grab somebody's crotch. Right. Okay. Sometimes it you just got to grab onto something and squeeze <laughs> and pray for the best. Yeah. You know? Uh, okay. So TMZ caught up with her yesterday. Okay. Uh, and, sh- and asked her about this video that's gone viral. And uh, this is what she said. Cut six. Crunks from... I know it's, you know, been a rough week. What has it been? Uh, you know, it's um, it's always hard whenever um, there's gravity put on the voters. I'm here to provide levity and lift burdens off of people. So anytime that they're... By the way, I'm going to stop this right now. If yep. you're watching right now on YouTube, she has a... Um, <laughs> she has a sweatshirt on yep. with that, uh, her, uh, her her arm showing. It's right. like... Shoulder what do you call it? Off, it's an off-the-shoulder... Yeah. It's a good kind look. Of. Now we should do maybe a Kale and Company because it's gray. Right. right. Yeah. You could do it's not Kale and Company, but right. it's an off the shoulder. So she's showing a little shoulder. Yeah. By the way, I like the hat on a, on a, on a female. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the female wearing a hat. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. It's a good look. Yeah. She looks fabulous. Let's just she looks fabulous even in a gray. Yeah. Whatever sweatshirt, off the shoulder sweatshirt and a hat. She's got well, great great teeth as well. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys this, and this is actually more of a question for Dawn. The the dress that she had on to go see <laughs> a Beetlejuice musical. Appropriate. Well, I, I said this. My observation yesterday. Oh, what are you, the church lady on <laughs> SNL? Yes. Somebody said that about Stalker on Twitter yesterday. They yeah. the church lady. Yeah. But no, I, no my observation yesterday, yesterday was like, I thought they were both overdressed. I'm like, wait, they're at a theater? Mm-hmm. She's in a killer dress, and he's wearing a, almost a suit. I'm like, well, I mean, it's, her, a, it's a live play. A lot of, no, a lot of people. I, I mean, her breasts are sticking out. Dawn, I mean, do, so? you, do, Dawn, do you and Larry get dressed up like that when you take in a show? Sure. Really? Absolutely. Okay. All right, you, guys Absolutely. Have, you guys have more decorum than I do. I'd be in a, a, a hoodie and cargo no, like Fetterman. I think it's to have a date night, to dress up, and she's rocking that dress and rocking the heels. Well, she's and, rocking it, all right. Right? She's rocking it. And she's having a fun date night. She's single again. Good for her. Good for her. Amen to single. We cannot criticize her dress code. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Bubba45 right? says, they dress to show other people they're better than them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't disagree with that. Hey, Mama, nothing, you got it, you flaunt Yeah, you're right. You got it. I mean, look, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with having pride in your appearance. You work okay. hard, you oh, stay disciplined. Wait, ha- hang on. Dawn. Absolutely. Wait, Dawn, for one, oh, the, the protect the children mom who's like, oh, <laughs> my children might see an F word somewhere. That's okay for her to go out with her boobs sticking out? She's, <laughs> Come on. She's wearing a no, the dress. If you look at her walking, it's actually... Heaven forbid my my uh, children may see a sex scene somewhere, but Lauren Bober being felt up in a movie theater is fine. There could be a nip slip. <laughs> we could have Janet Jackson Super Bowl gate all over again. It'll be anarchy. All right, can we start this over? We got we got off the tracks as uh, we normally we do on this do. segment. Uh, I'm going to start the segment over, Daniel. Comes from I know it's you know been a rough week. What has it been? Uh, you know it's um. It's always hard whenever um, there's gravity put on the voters. I'm here to provide levity and lift burdens off of people. So anytime that they're carrying mine, it's something that you know, I kind of feel deep inside. But ultimately, all future date nights have been canceled. And um, I learned to check party affiliations uh, before you go on a date. Uh, but all in all, um, you know, it was, uh, it was mostly a lovely time. And, you know, I've taken responsibility for my actions. Um, I'd love to know how the, the musical ended. 
and I encourage people to go and see it. But um, yeah, it, it was a great time back in the district seeing voters and. Uh, so how, how are the voters taking it? How are the voters taking it right now? Are they understanding at this moment? Yeah, there's a lot of folks who are certainly understanding, um, and they understand that it was a part of my my personal life, my private time, something that I really indulge in, and. Uh, you know, a couple of things. First of all, she didn't see how it ended. She didn't see how the play started. <laughs> so let's get that out of the way, first of all, because they were completely infatuated with each other. Uh, but secondly, I like the fact that she says that she provides levity based on the gravity of... I thought that was a pretty clever um, response. Quick-witted, uh, nice reply by her. Um, but the whole thing, I'm going to check party affiliation before I date in the future... You don't really believe for a second that she gives two flying bleeps about if she sees a guy that she likes, I highly doubt. Now, I could be wrong, but I highly doubt that she's going to care if that guy's got a D in front of his name. I don't know. I think that the guy turned out. It depends on how big the D is. I think the guy turned out to be a D. And I think that's the. Oh, you think he's the one who's who who like Dawn blaming the straight white cis male. This is. No, I just think the guy wasn't a stand up guy. Probably and kind of slithered away and let her take the fall for. It. I just think that she she realized a lot about the guy, so and and so maybe that led her to realize this whole. Th- I just think she's going. She's obviously going through this divorce, and she's going through a tough time. She apologized. I think it's more important that she came out. She owned it. Mm-hmm. You know, she fully owned it. She apologized yeah. he, because yeah, after did, all, she yeah. is somebody who has come out and talked about morality. Mm-hmm. Right, right, <laughs> right. She has. Well, if that's done the card. That the that's the card you play. Then you got to play that that's card right. in, in 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 you know out in public. Yeah. So if she had never come out and talked about morals or right. things of that nature, and also the fact that it was a pregnant mom sitting because she's talked about parental rights, it was a parental. It was a a pregnant mom like sitting behind her who was the one who complained that she was vaping. Yeah. And and so that's not. A, I don't know anything about that mom sitting behind her. It just. I think she real she was smart in realizing this is not a good look. This is not, and she just she just came out and said what she had to say, owned it, and and so I think she handled that very well. And I think her base this does not hurt her at all. Let me ask you a question, and Dawn, you know I love you, and you know I'm coming at this from a place <laughs> of love. So this is a, this is a an uncomfortable conversation or a uncomfortable question, but what the hell I'm going to ask it anyway. You're a, you're a very classy lady. We love you on this. Well, thank you. Would you let Larry do that to you in a in a movie theater? I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Guys. <laughs> I'm being I'm being dead because my wife certainly would not. Oh boy, listen to that silence. We need the Jeopardy music. Dun, 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 <laughs> Wait, dun, dun, listen dun, to that dun, silence. Dun, wow. Dun, 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 okay, let him. Dun, I don't. I mean, I don't know that he. <clears throat> I think a piece of it is he would not. We would not do that because we have too much respect for each other and the people around us, okay. to be honest. Um, have I ever made out as a, like a teen? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yes, yes. Te- we've all done it. I've done it. I'm sure Nick has too. We've all right, done it. In college yeah. or whatever. Yes. Not, not when you're in your 30s and 40s. But, I'm, I'm just saying no. You know, I just think that she... Uh, look, I think this is the best thing that ever happened for Beetlejuice. Obviously, <laughs> Nobody wants to see that dumb musical. <laughs> obviously, it turned them on. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, you know, I I don't know. Yeah. I, I think we're all human, and so she, she she came out said I'm going through this, and she felt embarrassed, and she expressed that. 
So I'm willing to say if this is, you know, her apology and she moves on with her life, I think we're all human. <laughs> yeah. so I'm not going to be judgy of her. We've got the vice president on the line. Kamala Harris, have you ever been felt up at a movie theater by your husband, Doug? <laughs> oh, that's, boy. A, that's a yes. Oh, boy. Uh, Sid Weiss says he should have done the popcorn trick. Agreed. I mean, at least be discreet about it, right? Yeah. Although, but you know what? I mean, I was with my wife for over 20 years. Like, yeah. when we were dating in, uh, from 18 to 22, could totally pull that off. But, like, once you're to your point, Greg, 30s or into your 40s, um, it's, it's just what I said yesterday. Like, didn't you get that out of your system when you were, like, you felt like you were breaking the rules? Yeah. Like, mom and dad would drop you off at the theater. You'd meet your girlfriend, stand in line, get the tickets. You're in and out at 7, you know, in the car at 930, and you're like... And you're just praying to God first, because let's be let's go behind the scenes here. As a guy in that moment where you're mm-hmm. contemplating doing that, there's a lot going through your mind. Is the usher going to see me? Am I going to get kicked out? Are other customers and patrons around me going to be offended or say something? No, they were in a dark theater. Now. And oh, by the way, is the girl going to slap me in the face if I go for well, it? Well, that's that's the other thing. He she wait, wait hang on. I'm going to say something very sexist here. Let's quote her. She this. she's going. He she had to be sending off some sort of signal right. for him to just go and grab. Well, the signal grab is, himself a handful. If there. she grabs your crotch, then it's 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 full throttle. Then it's, it's oh yeah 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 yeah. But did but, she initiate? Did, well, that's that's the that's a good question. Did she initiate? It. Right. Uh, Justin on the YouTube chat says, Dawn just caused so many accidents with that pause. <laughs> <laughs> 76 is a hellhole now because of Dawn. I know, because I don't know, like, I part of me thinks, part of me just thinks we, in this stressful time, it's, you know, it's really a stressful time right now, and that somebody goes on a date night and has that love and feeling, like, part of me is like, meh. It's a stress reliever. You know. I don't know, but I have we, you know, have have we done that to each other? No, but I'm going to admit if I I never knew, I never knew that in a dark theater they had that infrared camera yeah. going on. And I, let, let I the, swear to God, I never knew that. Let the record show we have now spent 15 minutes on Lauren Boebert on the cut <laughs> We know what we're doing, folks. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, there's but also, uh, I'm just yeah. going to say this when you're a conservative and especially a conservative woman, you're more likely that somebody is focusing that infrared camera on you. And so all the more reason to realize that. And I think what happened to Lauren Boebert, whether you like her or not, whatever, I think it's, it is a signal to everybody, especially conservative women that they are going to try to rip you apart. If you do and have a, have a human, I also think moment. too. It's it's a reminder to all of us. Politics aside, party affiliation be damned. Just you just have to realize in in 2023. Just always assume two things: you're under some sort of video surveillance, and there could be a hot mic. If you don't want to deal with drama, if you don't want to be exposed, crushed, ridiculed, fired, or whatever. Just imagine, just just be of the belief that somewhere there's a video camera, whether it's surveillance or a cell phone, or somebody's got ears, when I say a hot mic, but ears, like, you're going to be held accountable for yeah. everything in this day and age. Yeah, That's the society we live. I think people take joy out of tearing people down. Agreed. True. And distracting society when we're all getting ripped off. Yes. By Bidenomics. Right. Uh by the way, you know, just to defend her for one second, she's going through a divorce, mm-hmm. and meaning she probably hasn't been touched <laughs> by a man in a while. So, you know, like at that moment, she's probably like, yeah. "Okay, she she uh, she needs a little <laughs> mustard." Yeah.
I need a little mustard on it. But I think it also shows you nothing. What was going on on the date yeah. was uh, sort of the, the hot mojo happening. Yeah. I don't think anything happened in private, actually. I, I actually think that that was. Was that the first date? Do we know? <laughs> oh, man. If she said that, it's a great question. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if if the guy, if this was not the first date and the guy, uh, you know, achieved the end goal, then he's probably not too, too bothered today. But but if he didn't, man, he's feel like he missed out. Yeah, the exactly. bobes. Yeah. All right. Long live the bobes. Let's let's uh, you know. There's people like, oh, who cares? She's just human. Okay. Mm, okay. okay. Whatever. Yeah. Let's talk about the CPI. Um, you mentioned yesterday, Nick, the interview that Trump did with Megyn Kelly, yeah. where she asked him. Can a man become a woman? Mm-hmm. And his hesitation in this has become a big talking point. I, I, didn't, play I, the... I didn't like it. Really? Because I I'm, like it. I, I'm hearing... So two things here. We have the clip. This mm-hmm. is from a couple of days ago. But then she went out with Glenn Beck yesterday, and she said that she thought it was weak sauce, his answer. I agree. Okay. I, I'm. He doesn't... All right. Let's play yep. it, and then we can decide. All right. Uh, can a man become a woman megan kelly asked this to donald trump cut four can a man become a woman um <laughs> i need that as a drop in my opinion you have a man you have a woman I, I i think i think part of it is birth can the man give birth no no although they'll come up with some answer to that also someday <laughs> i heard just the other day they have a way that now the man can give birth no i would say uh uh I'll continue my stance on that. Okay. Um, ultimately, the answer is no, but it's the uncertain. I mean, he had the response that I think some men have when they're asked about what their stance is on abortion, because it's a very touchy subject for a lot of people. This, to me, is not a touchy subject. There are two genders, not 14. Men can only be men. Women can only be women. Women cannot become men. Men cannot become women. Men cannot give birth to babies. It's as simple as that. But I understand, like I said yesterday, with the way he kind of finessed the abortion topic, whereas DeSantis is pretty a hardliner on it, it, it. If you want to win, you might have to be a little softer on your stance. So I'll give him credit for that. But, I mean, this to me is a much more no-brainer than the abortion topic. Men can only be men. Men do not have periods. Not possible. Just say it. It's not it's nothing. I mean, seventy percent of Americans agree. The the NBC Gallup poll is like, no, we do not. Seventy percent of Americans say men should not be in female sports. But yet, that's controversial. I, I want to hear that it. wasn't the question. Yeah. Was it had nothing to do with female sports? He's been very clear on it. Okay. And so I I just think to me it wasn't his hesitation about that. I just think he as far as the birth question. That's what it comes down to. Yes. But I think that he he's talked about this so much. Mm-hmm. He's been so clear. He's done rallies with Riley Gaines up there. Yep. This has nothing to do with girls in sports. I just think he thinks if you want to dress up like a lady, that's the, I, I think that what he's, yep. what he, I, I think he, he was being careful with saying it, but I think what he's saying is if you want to dress up like a lady, go for it. That's my takeaway because okay. if somebody asked me, can a man become a woman? I'm like, sure, if they want to. But he went back to the birthing issue like where, no, men can't give birth. But can a man become a woman? Yes. But dressing up as a woman does not make you a woman. 
in your mind in your mind it does well, that's, well, yes, I'm not well, saying, that's, yeah i know but that, yeah. that that's what i would call a mental health breakdown you mentally think you are i'm not but you're not you're you. not mentally in a right state of mind i'm not normal people don't do that i'm not disagreeing with you my yeah. my question on this is that like he's getting roasted for this and i'll play her response to that um but i don't i don't really see him hesitating at all like okay. she was asked if if a man can become a woman and he said i uh, he i don't know look if his answer is help him get elected and so like i've told you like how bad do you want to win republicans you might have to say some things you don't necessarily believe in or you might have to alter your stance on something so if that's the strategy or maybe he was just uh in the moment and if he you know goes back and watches the tape maybe he would say boy i should have probably been more more adamant about it i mean i think it's i think it's fair to to critique with the way he kind of I don't, he didn't dance around it he answered it and he answered it correctly but it was i think kind of the the hesitancy but with trump he has he has been consistent on the fact that the, and this is his his view of the world he he was never somebody who ta- who talked about morals or the bible says that's right. not him right that's not who he is no I mean, he's a free market guy. He's an art of the deal yep, guy. Yep. That's his skill set. Yep. To me, his answer here is quite consistent. He doesn't care in a business setting if it's okay with everybody and you got bathrooms, go to whatever bathroom, be who you are, uh, you know, live, live freely. But I think his whole deal has been that, and he talks about birth, but he's, mm-hmm. he has talked a lot about girls and women yeah. in sports. But that wasn't the question. Right. Oh, and, I, and look, I, I'm with you. Know, like, yo, you do you. You only have lo- one life. You know, you want to dress up like a girl, but that's fine. But just don't try to tell me that it's um, science, it's biology, it's possible. It, it, this is this is fictitious. This is all fantasy. This is your imagination. You're being a girl. You're not a girl. Trump has always been socially liberal. I mean, he yep. doesn't he doesn't govern that way. Like no. when he was president, he didn't govern that way. Correct. But I think his own personal beliefs are actually more socially liberal. So this this answer doesn't shock me and I think it's it's yeah. it's right in line with with what he thinks. Okay. Um So you guys all think that the the backlash and the outrage unwarranted just, here. I do. Okay. Yeah. Uh Megan Kelly went on Glenn Beck cuz of course this is getting news so she's promoting it like she should be doing. Um, she calls his answer weak sauce. Cut five here. What was your takeaway? Because he never really answered it, but he did shake his head no towards the beginning. What's your takeaway from that? Well, I thought it was weak sauce. I really wish he he did better on that. I like Ron DeSantis' answer, I'm going to be honest, which is no. No. Right. No. (laughs) No. Obviously no. And it's not determined based on who can give birth. (laughs) <laughs> it's determined by God, and it's pretty obvious just as soon as you come out of the womb. That's the way it's always been. That's the way it continues to be, notwithstanding this weird agenda by some activists in this crazy trans agenda-pushing cult. Um, so Trump clearly knows that. I don't know if he's got, if he's trying to like appease some group of trans voters that he thinks is going to make the difference with him. Even when I had Don Jr. on my show, he was kind of dancing around this issue. I I think that they think they're somehow going to do better with Democrats if they don't hit this straight on, even though, I mean, 98% of the Republican Party is united on this issue. This is not, it is not a winner for any Republican to hedge on this. 
Uh, just ask Asa Hutchinson. I, look, I agree wholeheartedly with Megyn Kelly's takeaway there in response to Glenn Beck. I, I do think, which is why I'm not going to kill Trump for it, if this is a political strategy, and she, I didn't know that Don Jr. was on with, because I don't listen or watch the Megyn Kelly show, um, but apparently his kid was on and kind of had the same stance, and that's fine, because at the end of the day, I want to see him win re-election and get back into the office in 2024, and if that's the steps you have to take, and those are the answers, and the way you have to kind of present it when when prompted to i'm totally fine with that but i also agree with her on the desantis front and for five months i've killed desantis and everybody's been i can't believe you bailed on ron i'm gonna defend ron here ron has been absolutely more cut and dry adamant now it might not work in his favor i mean he's getting crushed by trump anyway so it's a moot point he's not going to challenge biden but his hardline stance on that issue as well as abortion is very well likely a losing formula for him so that's kind of where I stand on it. Mike Carr on the YouTube chat writes, this is not a question that should concern the POTUS. I agree. I agree. Like, there, like this is not... Uh, <laughs> like It's not one of the core issues that really should matter, right? It, it's... Economy. Not, economy. Not, economy. For the, not for the President of the United States. Yeah. Am I wrong? I don't know. No, I think, you know, that's, that's what a lot of voters loved about him and, and crossed over even... Even, uh, you know, libertarians, independent voters, was that he didn't have an answer like Megyn Kelly or Ron DeSantis gave. He didn't say, oh, this is determined by God, because a lot of people feel that we have separation of church and state. They don't want a president imposing his or her religious beliefs and that sort of thing. So I I think that, that his answer, he has been very clear about women and girls in sports. He has over and over and over uh, that this that's a different issue yep now do i wish that he had pivoted in that question when megan kelly said that and i do i wish that he had said when it comes to men playing in women and girls sports Mm -hmm. the answer is absolutely not it's not fair it's not right this is part of a bigger clip uh or a bigger this was just a soundbite they did talk about puberty blockers for kids Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and he was against all of that stuff so you know just that that question alone uh shouldn't define the entire conversation they had about this but it is but let, let me pose this question because i think we all have the answer there are very yes elections are decided on that independent out there the person that's on the fence but how many people are truly still undecided out there or on the fence about donald trump you either love him support him will vote for him love his policy don't like his antics or you want the guy to rot in hell and die in prison like that that's those are the two camps pretty much so for the the fa- if the belief is there really isn't many people out there undecided on Trump, does that answer or the way he presents that answer along with his son and to the strategy of trying to now if it's a Nikki Haley, maybe her answer there brings in is that an answer that Trump's going to win people over with? Because I feel like most people like we always say, hey, if we sent Daniel out on the streets and did man about town right now. We would come back, and there would not be one person that said, "I have no opinion on Trump." It's true. So that—that's the next level question. I'm wondering, like, does it? Are we just bickering here over something that really won't matter with that independent in a swing state? Yep. I think that he purposely—he's good enough in these interviews to understand 
that there are sometimes when you don't want to give good soundbite. Yeah. Yes. He purposely did not give good soundbite. Okay. Yeah, I I think it's a smart political move by him, and I think that it doesn't his his answer is kind of meaningless with this. We the majority of people know how he feels on this, and mm-hmm. if they don't, they know that even what he personally believes is not going to always um, uh, change how he governs. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Uh, some YouTube chat here. Uh, JC3 asks, "How is Greg even a part of the show?" That's a great question. It's a great question, uh, JC. If you would like to email uh, the higher ups there, you can get you can have me removed from the show. I would love to not get up at four in the morning. So, JC, first, thanks for listening. I know you listen. Will that make day. you happy, Fred? Will um, it? But if you would love, if you don't want me on the show, tell my bosses. What's, and his, then, what's his name? Uh, JC. Yeah, JC. You know we want Greg on the show. So um, thank you. And you know, and and I, I, I'm I'm more than happy to not get up at four in the morning. Trust me. What sparked that question? Oh, I don't know. He's just sheet? always. He's Does he just, not like the cut sheet? Yeah, yeah. He just triggers it's, people, it's which is high, what we like. It's the highest listened to. Exactly. Quarter hour. In yeah. The pulsation, but okay. <laughs> Tell me again. Uh, Ornery Hound says on Twitter, it's apparent that Trump is an old school JFK era Democrat who converted the Republican due to disagreement with progressives. I live in Delaware. My vote won't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. vote won't matter. I just think that that question has been taken way out of. Context. It's, got, and, I mean, it's got a lot of run. And credit to and credit uh, credit to Megyn Kelly for having um, a clip like that that went viral, and she's milking it like right. like she should do. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's this big yeah. scandal like everybody is making it sound. You know what I mean? I yeah. just think that he he didn't he hedged a little bit, but I, you know he everybody knows where he stands on it. But he also doesn't he doesn't have these little slogans. And, like like DeSantis does, right? Yeah, and so he's he's the, the only slogan he's ever used is "Make America Great Again." Other than that, it's just which is a pretty good solid slogan. It's just real, raw, and authentic, and it's not going to win or lose him the election. Right. Look at look at DeSantis. He ran. He's run for for months now on woke, 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 woke. It's gotten him nowhere yep. because Mustard. you know people don't vote on that. Right? Yes, yes. It's it's their their big issues. Yes, you know they affect school boards and local elections. Mm-hmm. I agree with all of that, but but for. A job like the president of the United States yeah. of America, nobody cares right. uh, about your uh, your war against woke. Well, nobody this, cares th- about th- it. This was what really took over for him in Florida. Florida is where woke goes to die. Exactly. To your point, it doesn't play nationally. Yeah, that that slogan is just, it's, you know... It, He's kind of abandoned it, too, quietly. Because woke has jumped the shark. Yeah. It has. Yeah. And he killed... He's the one. I, He's yeah. Fonzie jumping the shark. I don't even like using the word anymore when I'm mocking a, 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 an individual or a subject or a story yep. that falls under the woke category yep i try not to even use the word anymore i'm just it's played out if trump runs on the economy and immigration borders crime oh that's how people he'll win yeah that's th- those th- those are the only talking points he needs some would say that's it's, it. some would say it starts and ends with just the economy yeah nah, the borders an issue yeah it is um, so cr- we played a lot of the clips yesterday from Trump's interview with Kristen Welker, um, Anna Navarro on the, uh, on the view, who, by the way, looks like she lost some weight. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um, <laughs> she, good for her. Look, yeah. look healthy. You yeah. know, everybody, we want everybody to be healthy, even if we disagree with them. Yeah. Um, she dissed Welker, uh, for the Trump chat, 
she basically said, hey, you're interviewing an insane person. Oh. Uh, oh. Cut two. Look, I, I um, you know, one of the things with Trump is that I, I find interviewing him, and when I watch these interviews, is like herding cats on a hot tin roof, right? It's just impossible. I want to talk about um, Kristen Walker. Meet the Press Walker. is the longest, Welker is the longest. Um, she doesn't even know. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even know. Who's, I want to thank Wes Walker. Walker. Wesley Walker. Paul Walker was interviewing Donald Trump, even though he's been dead for 12 years. And um, I mean... Uh, d- Dawn, did you see the? Did you see the image of her? She, yeah. did, she looks. She lost forty percent of her face. <laughs> it's a good look. Congratulations. Looks, yeah. Good yeah. For her, she. She's on the same thing. Yeah, she was on the DeSantis she, weight loss program. Ozempic? I think everybody is allegedly. I might get on it too. Um, Nikhil here for Ozempic. She's not. We don't know that for a fact. We're just joking. Um, I'm going to start that clip over, Daniel. So if you will, cut to again. Look, I, I, um, you know, one of the things with Trump is that I, I find interviewing him, and when I watch these interviews, is like herding uh, cats on a hot tin roof, right? It's just impossible. I want to talk about um, Kristen Walker. Meet the Press Welker. is the longest. Welker is the longest um, show, show political show on on uh, on TV. Seventy six years. This is the first time there she is can't a even woman. Put a sentence <laughs> It's a, it's, right, it's that, that, like it's, that, 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 that. a show. It's a, it's a, okay. Sorry. Woman of color who is uh, the host, and I think that's an incredible accomplishment and achievement. She was wonderful yesterday, thanking the women who came in front of her and paved the way and opened the doors. She thanked Andrea Mitchell, who went up. Yeah. She first applied in 1967 for a uh, news job. Was told, eh, women don't belong in the newsroom. She was incredibly classy. I wish she had not done a Trump interview as her first one, because yeah. I think no. Nobody ever wins with a Trump no. interview. Nobody mm. looks good because he's just, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like uh, interviewing an insane person. Yeah. Do you think we Actually, should... it is interviewing an I insane person. You, you think we should hear. Yeah, Anna Navarro's an idiot, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> you're, you're making a debut on one of the most historical new. Forget it, if it's fluff material, if it's if it's hardcore left wing, whatever. It's it's a, it's a huge show, and you're getting your opportunity. And of course, they had to go identity politics there and mention, uh, you know, Kristen Welker, and you know, she's a female and she's a minority, and this and that and everything else. Um, yeah, let's let's. When we debut the show, who should let's all right? Let's shoot for the stars, guys. So Kristen Walker sitting there with her producers. Who should we get on to make a splash? Why don't we book Bernie Sanders? Yeah. How about we book? Um, no, let's go for the most polarizing guy in all of politics. Let's go for Donald Trump. That's a sound business decision. And if it's such, a, and when she sits there and says nobody wins when they interview Trump or cover Trump, then why did CNN cover him for six years? And their whole ratings were based on the fact that they had Trump derangement syndrome 24-7-365. Yeah. She's wrong on everything. By the way, she will never be a media consultant. She'll put people out of business. She was, wasn't she? Anna oh. Navarro? Was she really? She was on... She was a consultant? She was, she was on the uh, John the Failed campaign of John McCain. Okay. Was that her? Yeah, well, that she was on point, it then. with Nicole it, Wallace it, Loser and Schmidt. Steve Schmidt, it's yeah. unbelievable to me how that uh, train wreck of a campaign yeah. sparks so many people that advise them with careers. Yeah. She's yeah. on The View. Oh, I know. Nicole Wallace has her own show on MSNBC. Yeah. Steve Schmidt was uh, the, the Lincoln Project and all that nonsense. Yeah. Like, it sparks so many careers. Oh, it happens in sports all the time. Wait, this guy went This guy went 12 and 38 as a head coach, and now he's an analyst on TV as an expert? Yeah. He won 20% of his games. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> I should listen to him now? Come on. 
Um, I'm going to play some of the... Uh, John Fetterman was on with uh, Chris Hayes last night, all in with Chris Hayes. I'm going to play the clip we played earlier, then I have two other ones. So I'm going to start with uh, cut two here, Daniel. So he was asked about... Um, uh, the Freedom Caucus. He called them uh, Team America and, and referenced... Uh, what did he reference in this clip, Nick? Oh, he was talking about if, you, if you're going to try it, you might want to go hump another leg yeah, or something. Yeah, humping legs. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> when we play this earlier, somebody on the chat says they don't think... We're in this weird thing where they don't think it's Fetterman. Yeah, we're, I've, I've seen that again because he looks different. Does Does he look different in this? Well... Go to YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD, and tell me if he looks different in this. Well, I don't know. Like, you know it what looks... it is, because I've seen four different pictures all yeah. put together, and you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of those diet weight loss infomercials where you have the before and after. You have like the guy who was 270, and now he's 225, and they do the split screen, mm-hmm. and he's got different eye color, he's yep. tanner, and he's thinner, and you're like, that's not even the same dude. Yeah. This is I'm like, this is really Fetterman, folks. It's not a it's not um, an imposter. All right, well, you know, you can be the judge. YouTube.com slash at twelve ten WPHD K two Daniel. How things have operated since that deal was a bipartisan deal was struck for certain top line spending numbers for all of the funding bills that have to be passed to make the budget keep the government <laughs> running. The Senate has basically been delivering those and passing them by big ninety one seven bipartisan majorities. The House today looks like it's falling apart. You've already got 17 no votes in that House Republican caucus saying we're not passing anything. What what do you think's happening here? Yeah, you know, like I, I truly I was I was very proud of my colleagues, you know, because they're really about governance. That's what it is. And on the other, the, the House, the, the whatever they call themselves, Team America or whatever they call themselves. I just like hey, I just like bring your vote. You know, otherwise, you know, they need to go hump a different leg. You know, on a serious front in the beginning, and for the most part of that clip there, he sounds relatively better than he has in the past. So I certainly, you know, hope that he's, you know, continuing to recover from that that awful stroke. And if there's any chance of more improvement, God bless the guy. But that being said, I have no idea what the hell he was talking about there. I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. It got very awkward at the end when he made the, the humping comment. And as far as the conversation goes with uh, his visual appearance, I think most people are being tongue-in-cheek and facetious when they say that they don't think that's really Fetterman. But uh, for the few that really don't think that's Fetterman, I, 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 don't, I can't help you. I don't know, there's a lot of people in the YouTube chat who don't think it's Fetterman. But then who is it? I don't know. Yeah, and he's got the same tattoos. By the way, the mustache... He's got a solid stash going. He right does. Now. Like he this does. is the most. This is the most positive I've ever. This is the most complimentary I've ever been to Fetterman. It's true. This is really remarkable. A year into the show, uh, he, he was asked about. Um, he was asked about the Senate changing the dress code for um, uh, the House floor or the Senate floor, and it's all because of him. He got into a little spat yesterday with Marjorie Taylor Greene on Twitter, and he responded to that. This is cut 11. Um, let me let me start with the most important matter facing our country at this dire moment, which is the matter of the Senate dress code, uh, which has recently been, <laughs> recently been changed. Of course, of, of course, yes. Yeah, no, of, of course. Uh, I've heard about I've heard that some people are upset about that and the, the the right have been like losing their mind, you know, they're just like, oh, my God, you know, dogs and cats are living together. And, you know, like I said, aren't there more important things we should be talking about rather than if, if I dress like a slob? Uh, yes. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene said that Senate no longer enforcing a dress code for senators is to appease Fetterman is disgraceful. 
Dress code is one of society's standards that set etiquette and respect for institutions. Stop lowering the bar. Uh, what, what do you say to that? Well, you know, her platform, you know, really, she runs on more and more dingling, you know, picks, you know, on uh, in the, the, the meetings over in, in the Congress. So, again, uh, I, I'm not really sure why she cares how I dress, uh, but, you know, she really takes it a different way. All right, so I, I've arrived at a conclusion here. I've got a theory. So we've got a dingling reference, and we've got a humping a leg reference. Mm-hmm. All in one. All, all in one w- clip. Yep. Yeah. Fetterman's been watching videos of Bobert. Fetterman's horny. <laughs> That's what it is. It's it's important because he represents Pennsylvania. Am it, I wrong? Yes, and I don't care about society's standards, but I care about institutional traditional standards. And when you're in the United States Senate or the House of Representatives or you're a governor or you're a president, um, you need to dress the part. You could be the mayor of a town of 3,800 people. I don't want to see you con- like from time to time, dress down Friday. I got it. But like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to label you a fashion icon because you look like a bum. <laughs> sorry. I was too nice for Fetterman for a while. There come you back go. To, come back to myself. Uh, they talked about the uh, the strike, uh, the union strike with the auto workers that's happening right now. Uh, Fetterman went to um, Fetterman went went there and supported him. drove drove his truck supporting the union workers. Um, Trump also visited there, and he's saying that he's uh, he's Trump is imitating John Fetterman by. That's going to visit them. Trump's imitating yeah, Fetterman. Exactly. Okay. Cut 12. Um, the, you were in, uh, you drove your, I think it was a Ford uh, from Braddock, Pennsylvania, where you live, out to uh, Michigan for, yeah, a, I did. for a rally yeah. uh, with the striking United Auto Workers. Um, I want to I play you what President Biden had to say uh, about the strike and then get your thoughts on the strike. This is what President Biden had to say. Mm-hmm. And the companies have made some significant offers. But I believe they should go further to ensure record corporate profits mean record contracts for the UAW. Let me say that again. Record corporate profits, which they have, should be shared by record contracts for the UAW. And just as we're building an economy of the future, we need labor agreements for the future. What do you think about the president's message to strikers and what were you telling them they're out on the line? No, again, I, I do know that Joe Biden is is really a strong, incredible pro labor president. That's, that's Joe Biden, and I know he's going to be involved in the way he should be, and we're going to all work towards you know a better ending for the, the workers. I mean, you know, I was proud to drive there. Well, I mean, I literally drove in in my Bronco. You know, the Bronco wanted to meet its makers and where it was born. That's where they, you know I greeted the workers that literally built my car. And I'm proud to stand with them. And, you know, it's it's really cynical the way now that, that Trump is now visiting there. Uh, but, again, we've already been there, you know, been there, done that. And, uh, you know, it's they say, you know, uh, imitation and flattery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> imitation imitation is the flattery. sincerest form of flattery is or, how it goes. Or imitation and flattery. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, interesting that he brings up uh, the Bronco there. You know, the Bronco, one of the, the Bronco actually whispered in Fetterman's ear and said, take me back to my birthplace. This was not OJ's Bronco. <laughs> this was the new Ford Bronco yeah, that's what, back out on the market. What kind of drugs did he take uh, before he did that interview, man, right? Yeah, I know. His Bronco was talking to him. <laughs> that's right. He, he talked about dinglings, dinglings and humping legs. Humping legs and Broncos. I have to say I like the mustache. Do you? I do. 
John, would you uh, the Super Bowl the the Broncos and the Eagles? Who are you going to root for? The Eagles. Thank you. Um, Tom W on the YouTube chat says, "You know it's bad when Greg is dressing better than a senator." <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, Tom. Stocker's actually a really good dresser. Thank you. By the way, thank you. Very now, occasionally much. he'll throw on the the music T-shirt, but for mm-hmm. the most part, it's a. Uh, you know, nice pants, uh, cool little casual shoes, and I dress oh, the part. Always a good, nice little button-up, hip, hip dr- look. Yeah, I dress the part. By the way, a lot of people have been saying they are. Are you going permanent with the beard for the fall as it gets chillier? I might. Yeah, it's been it's been the longest. You know, it's funny. Never seen it this thick from you. You know, it's funny. My wife won't even acknowledge the fact that I have it now. <laughs> she's just she's, she's just, to she's it? just hoping that I just come out of the shower one day with it completely shaved off. Yeah, um, so funny, but. Yeah, she's not a. I don't think she's a huge fan of it. But, yeah. You know, do you shave okay. your beard in the shower? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I you, use. I I do the sink. No, you did the shower. Dude. I do my head in the shower. You have one of those nice um, mirrors that don't fog up. You know, those fog-free mirrors. Yeah. You do it right there. Yeah. No. No, no, I don't okay. do it in the shower. No, I do it in the sink. But I'm not. I'm not shaving my full beard though. I'm just kind of you know trimming around the edges. So yeah, no, I get it. It won't clog up. Um. I clogged it once, though. Had to have the apartment maintenance people come up because the Drano I put in didn't work. Uh, as far as that not being Fetterman, Peter S. on the YouTube chat writes, oh, come on, and they just happened to find another six foot eight goofy-looking person. <laughs> Did they put out an ad for six foot eight people? <laughs> well, that's the, that's the funny thing about this. is like That's not Fetterman. I mean, the, people that look like him don't yeah. grow on trees. Uh, who is it? King Kong Bundy? <laughs> is it Butterbean? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're right. You just can't go to the tree of Fetterman and pluck another one off. Yeah. Mind your manner says that I have a Viking vibe. Like a Viking. Not not the team the Vikings. Yeah, but yeah. The Vikings. Like a Nordic. Yeah. Like my right. people. Well, because of, of the blonde hair. Yes. That's, that's the one issue of why I always... Well, that and the fact that I'm blonde, so I can't really grow a good beard. Right. But I never did the beard thing because I have so much hair that it's just... My, my head is just hair yeah you, you know what i mean yeah. it's like facial hair you'd be like a big chia pet long hair i just you can grow your own stalker with this with water at three times a day <laughs> um and the beard is a little darker than the hair you almost have like a like a ginger beard with the blonde hair is it it's no it's not ginger it's i don't blonde, think isn't it, it yeah for the most part it matches your hair but um somebody asked me the other day if i if i dye my hair like, no i don't yeah it's blonde this is this is the this is the normal color. This is the real color of my hair. I promise you. Um, Mike Carr says some guys do it in the shower. Some guys do it in the sink. That's right. <laughs> Put that on the board. Um, are you guy? Are you familiar with uh, Bob Odenkirk, he, the yes. actor? He's uh, Saul. Better call Saul. Okay. I know him from uh, from uh, 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 Mr. Show. Uh, no, Mr. Show. With, you don't know Bob Odenkirk? No, it's not ringing a bell unless I see him here. If you see him, you okay? You the name doesn't register though. So he, he was a writer for SNL. He's a funny guy. He did Mr. Show with the dude from Arrested Development. I'm okay. blanking on his name. But uh, he's been so around. What, uh, what era of SNL did he write for? The funny era? Uh, no, he was, mid, he was mid-90s. Okay, that's a good era. Mid-90s that's the Sandler there. Spade era, Farley. I mean, like, you love him on uh, Breaking... Did you watch Breaking Bad? Yeah, Breaking Bad, of course. He's Saul. Yeah, he's Saul Goodman. Saul. Oh. He's the attorney. You know who he is. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Okay. By the way, the Wait, movie he was Nobody... a writer? Oh, I'm sorry. Was, no, he was a writer in, on SNL. Yeah, and then he became that pre- he became that prominent in Breaking Bad. Yep. Okay. By the way, say? the movie Nobody came out within the last two years. Actually, a good with him. Good movie. Nobody. 
called Nobody. Yeah, I, I did, did. you see it? Yeah, I didn't see it, but I saw. It's actually I saw, good. Yeah. Okay. He was on a podcast, and he had a heart attack like a year or two ago. Maybe, maybe it was sooner. I don't remember. Um, but he says that he ignored his doctor's advice because he was a conservative. Ooh. That's cut, not smart. Cut one. My doctor was a conservative. He got crankier and crankier the older he got. I <laughs> hated this side of him that I only learned over time. He said, you need to start taking statins right now. And I said, well, I don't know. I don't have heart disease in my family. He goes, just take them. And I had a heart attack. And I think the first doctor was right. Mm -hmm. The cranky conservative Jack was right Mm -hmm. because he was a God (laughs) good doctor. Mm -hmm. His political point of view doesn't have anything to do with his ability to judge your health and your health choices and needs. Can you imagine? Yeah. And by the way, I, re- I recognize Bob again here now. But yeah, yeah, yeah I point, love his ahead. voice. That was the uh, he was on the Don't Ask Tig podcast. Good for him Tig. for admitting that. Mm-hmm. Tig Nataro. Yep. Um, but but are we really at this place now where we can't? I mean, if my doc, I have no idea what political affiliation my doctor is, nor right. do I care. Correct. That's see, that's the thing I always say. Whether it's athletes, if it's entertainers, if it's musician, medical personnel, an attorney. I really don't care what your politics are. I might disagree if I know. You just don't need to tell me, nor do you have to shove it down my throat. But I would never not take credible, respectable advice. Like, let's just say I had a health issue, and I went to one of the great university hospitals in this city, and this guy was the most uh, woke progressive on the planet. He was the biggest fan of squad Democrats you can find, but he was the most highly regarded in his field, and he could prescribe something for me or do an operation or a procedure or a surgery, I would do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I, 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 even if he wanted to defund the police before he cut <laughs> my chest open, I would say, you know what? Knock yourself out. Go ahead. I just don't... I mean, maybe he had a, had a good relationship with his doctor, but like, how do you get that far in with your doctor I know. to know what they're like do either of you guys know what your political affiliation of your doctors are well number one i can't get my doctor to show up on time for my most of my appointments oh, 38 minutes late oh, and then when they come in they only they only spend like seven minutes with you like wait a minute i just waited two hours that's all you got doc but that's because you're healthy i know they might be late because they well, were they can afford to be dealing with an emergency yeah, or yeah, if they yeah. do surgery i know Depends on your doctor. I'm just being a cranky conservative. <laughs> but he says he had the doctor for 20 years, yep. and he knew he was a conservative because of signs. He'd been in his actual office. Okay. And so he, at Cedar sinai so he, there were signs in the office and photos and things like, things against Obamacare, mm-hmm. which by the way, a lot of doctors, even Democrat doctors, were against Obamacare initially. It, because remember, yeah. it, we found out Obama lied, and in fact, you couldn't necessarily keep your doctor. Pretty bold Remember move that? for the doctor to actually have political messaging up yeah. in the office. Usually you never see it. If you do see it occasionally, it's usually Democrat. It's very odd that, or very very infrequent that you would ever see that from, from the other side of the spectrum. By the way, Peter M. on the YouTube chat has a very interesting comment here that I didn't think about. He okay. says conservative doctors are more likely to question statins. statins. Odenkirk's story doesn't fly with me. Interesting. Well, yeah. Is there like a... More skeptical? Is there a skepticism about if statins work or not? I've always heard they do. 
recently there was a, a controversy about them. Really? Mm-hmm. I would love to poll all, and even if this was like a um, a non-public poll without the names and identities of doctors revealed, I would love to know how many conservative doctors are also anti-vaccine or skeptical of vaccines. Because on one side, you might say, well, I don't really believe that young, healthy people need the COVID shot. Yet, if you're a doctor or you're in the medicine field, you know, your relationship and a partnership and connection to big pharma is, is kind of important. So I would love to see that kind of that kind of balance. Yeah, the statin study was within within COVID, yep. by the way. And that was the one that said you have you may have an increased risk of diabetes and also some decreased uh, cognitive abilities with okay. statin drugs. Yeah. But if you are if you're like like let's say you have a family history then they can, you know you have to just weigh that so they did but, come out with some studies warning about statins just like remember back in the day they said don't eat too many eggs in a day it'll raise your cholesterol and then they found out oops eat as many eggs as you want that's so there've been mm-hmm. contrasting studies and by the way i the doctor maz in me is 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 coming out right now because when he said that about diabetes i my thinking is always like if you if you have to get on statins it means you can't lower your cholesterol or triglycerides in a normal fashion so you need a pill so Mm -hmm. if you can't do that it means you're eating crap which might lead to diabetes Mm -hmm. exactly right yep so it's not the statins right but statins are just uh, something that people who might have diabetes need Mm -hmm. because they can't control their eating right i mean that's a piece of it the statins are Many call them wonder drugs. If it's under the care of a doctor and if you're eating healthy and trying to be fit, to Greg's point, and that's why some of these studies in a vacuum and the headlines may be misleading. Mm-hmm. It's a shame he didn't listen to his doctor, though. I'm glad he survived. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one more, and then we'll break. Uh, Ron DeSantis was asked uh, over the weekend about apparently one of the. I don't know if it was an op-ed or something, but one of the criticisms of him is that he has no charisma and he's stiff. Mm -hmm. So Howard Kurtz asked him about that on Sunday, uh, asking him to respond to the criticism about his charisma and stiffness. And this is what he said. (laughs) Well, I think some of that is manufactured. I mean, let's just be clear. I just won the greatest Republican victory in the history of Florida governor's elections. We have a lot of very strong support and people appreciate that uh, for sure. And so, you know, I think that we do do things where I'm out there, you know, shaking the hands because remember the media said, oh, he's a Florida guy. He's not going to go to Iowa and do that. And meanwhile, I've done more retail than anybody. We've got build support. But but I will say your wife suggested. uh... But but, well, here's what I'd say, though. I mean, like, you know, and I think the people that know me know that, that there's a bogus narrative. But there is a seriousness to what we face in this country right Right. now. And when there are people out there that are, say, running fentanyl into our country that are that are killing our people, I'm going to be very tough with them. I'm not going to be nice to them. We have people trying to sexualize the curriculum in our elementary schools. I'm going to be tough with those people. I'm not going to be nice to them. And so, you know, you need to show that you have the strength to actually do the job and to stand for people and fight for them because they know it's not easy. Well, here's the thing I think that's that's different there. You have the bully pulpit. What I what happened to me in Florida was, you know, I had a lot of hostile too, a little bit different than a presidential. Sure. And what, what, what the reason why I was able to do so well is because I just spoke directly to people in their communities. 
Whatever they said, the media had to play what I was saying at a press conference. So I think it's the same thing here. Our people know, like, this country has become unmoored from the truth. There's so much nonsense that circulates on social media. I think you've covered how some of the institutional press has gotten more into narrative building mm -hmm. rather than just stick to the facts. So they know that when you're speaking to truth to them and they feel that, it is very powerful because there's so much deceit out there. Well, so, but, but as the, pre as the president, yeah. I'm out there delivering the message, and, and we will be out there, and we will be able to deliver that unfiltered. So we'll deal with the media. So there's a couple of things there. I, I don't think anybody's questioning his toughness or the fact that he gets down to business and he's a policy paper champion. But the, the criticisms of the stiffness are completely valid and warranted. And w what people want to see is that you're just not some ABC nuts and bolts by the book robotic uh, politician without a human side. We want to see what your personality is. Where's your charisma? You need to be able to show because you're going up against the ultimate personality champion in Donald Trump, who, oh, by the way, policy as well, very effective in his first three years. So I think it's absolutely not manufactured or a narrative. That's been one of my criticisms of DeSantis. You seem very awkward at times in settings where you need to kiss babies and slapbacks and he seems like a guy that you know what he reminds me of he reminds me of a guy that is used to working remotely virtually that doesn't know how to function <laughs> like face to face a lot of like a gen zer that can text you yep. constantly but yep. can't speak with you yep that's desantis yep. and that works against him it does all right cut sheet in the books part due one hour from now we'll come back get dawn's big three at 8 48 and then also Howard Stern on Lauren Boebert and Donovan McNabb joins a social outlet that leans conservative. We're back after this on Kale and Company. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Parks Casino and Sportsbook, you know I love parks. It's the only casino and sportsbook I ever recommend. They really do have it all. Action, excitement, entertainment, award-winning dining, plus some special discounts. And this is important for military, for our first responders, and medical professionals as well. Experience the open-air Liberty Bell Beer Garden. Unwind at the all-new Bamboo for happy hour every Sunday through Thursday for delectable specials, handcrafted cocktails. In the mood for a stylish dining experience, head to Parks Grill. Great for a date night. The Signature Steakhouse offering a unique menu of classic cuisine along with uh, seasonal chef specials. Okay, savor the exceptional food, 24 rotating craft beers and cocktails in the Liberty Bell Beer Garden, which is really unique. It's an indoor open air seating, so you feel like you're outdoors, but rain or shine, it's a beautiful place to be. 3,200 state-of-the-art slots. 115 table games. It's a lot of fun. The best sports book on the entire East Coast. And remember Joe Conklin's Comedy Night. I could go on and on. Don't miss some of the top headliners coming soon. This weekend, the Pointer Sisters. This Saturday, September 23rd, Buddy Guy. Friday, October 6th. Parks, the ultimate destination for action, excitement, entertainment. Plus, remember the free parking and the valet parking. Electric EV charging stations for all guests. For all things Parks Casino, visit parkscasino.com, P-A-R-X. And this is how you win. Must be 21 Gambling Problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.